Welcome to the Empowering the Light podcast. Woot woot! I'm Lily Augustine, light worker, womb wisdom guide, and artist, and this podcast is all things love and light, empowering true autonomy and inspiring along the way. I cannot wait for you to dive into this next episode, and I honor the light that you are spreading in this world. Welcome back to Empowering the Light. Thank you to all of our listeners for being here and holding the space for yourself to really dive into this moment. We have Nicola Ayers with us, and I'm so excited to have her on this podcast. Thank you, Nicola, so much for being here. Yay, I'm so excited to be here. Yes. So, Nicola Ayers coaches women how to get into alignment in life and in their heart-centered business. Nicola is the founder of Arawa Retreat and has been rocking her own business for the last seven years, inspiring women to live their best life and to shine their light on the world unapologetically. Love that. I love that ending on unapologetically. I was reading this right before we like stepped on to start recording and I was like, that's such a strong finish to like a bio and to a statement. I love it. (laughs) No apologies. Like when you're, when you're being your authentic self, you don't need to apologize. Like that so many of us have this like people pleasing tendency and it's like, no, we get to live our life unapologetically on our terms and be the leader that we're destined to be. So yeah, it's strongly ingrained in my business. Yes. I love that. I feel like that's something I just started bringing into my life. It's like all of a sudden with this quarantine, I had this shift in my head where I was like, I can actually like make my life and live my life. However, I feel like I want to make and live it. Like before I feel like I was trapped in this like societal idea. And then all of a sudden quarantine happened. I was like, wow, well, none of those structures really matter anymore. Now it's just like this freedom of that is possible. And that is there as an opportunity. It's amazing. Yeah, exactly. It's wild. Like when we drop the expectations and the limitations that other people put on us, like this is how our life should be, like step by step, tick the boxes. But when we like dismantle that idea of how we should be doing life and we're like, how do I really want to feel? What do I want to tap into? Like, where do I want to lead and go? And that's what's really inspiring, just to go against that gray and lead with our intuition instead of our ego. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. Okay. So how did you become a coach, a yoga teacher, everything that you are a retreat leader um, and do it unapologetically? What was your story coming here? Yeah, I feel like, so as light workers, we've been put on this earth and we have this innate knowing that we're here to serve and heal and lead. And sometimes we go off our path because um, we're surrounded by other people who don't um, really understand us. So I've always felt this deep desire to heal and to um, like support others on this journey of life. And I felt like I've been such an old soul. I have, you know, like the, the oldest friends, like I'm besties with my nan who's 97 and my energy healer is one of my good friends and she's in her eighties and I just get along with old people. So I feel like I've, my, like through my ancestral like past lives like that I have been put on this earth to be a light worker in this world but to navigate on my journey like it took me down a road less traveled and it was so perfect because I had to learn these lessons to get to where I am right now so basically I um 
I was working in fashion public relations and I was full blown leading through my ego. Nothing wrong with anyone who loves fashion and things like that, but I was doing everything against what was lighting me up. And really quickly, once I was working in this, in this space, I was noticing my energy was depleted. I was getting drained. So I was leaning towards self-development books. And the one book in particular was The Secret that got me onto the whole realm of manifestation and mindset and positive affirmations and visualization. So I started to visualize the life that I really wanted. And I started to create these morning affirmations in my work that I absolutely hated. So I was going to this job that was like sucking my soul dry. But the one thing that was getting me there was every morning I would write these morning affirmations, like emailing list. And it started out with nine people in my office. And then by the time I finished a year later, I had 300 plus subscribers and they were going to PepsiCo and all these different magazines and all these different businesses. People were just inviting their friends to my, my subscription list. And what I was getting back was, hey, have you ever thought of coaching um, or just art people asking me questions um, and being like, oh, thank you so much for that affirmation. I've just broken up with my boyfriend and I really need some guidance. And so organically, like just from me bringing my light work into a job that was sucking my soul dry, my purpose found me like the people that I'm here to serve found me because I was just shining my light. I was just, I wasn't running around like trying to find people to fix. I was just being the light and allowing people to come. And then all of a sudden it took like a turn. I, I left the job. I picked up about four um, freelancing jobs. I was babysitting five days a week. I had broken up with my boyfriend after five years of being together and I was moved out of home. I was living in North Sydney and I didn't really have any friends and family near me. And because I was doing my yoga teacher training and I went from wearing little black dresses and like high heels and, you know, spending my whole paycheck on fashion to all of a sudden wearing yoga pants and barefoot and literally feeling like I'm finally being myself. My friends and even my family couldn't relate to me anymore. They were like, who the hell has Nikki become? Um, she's, she's, a, she's a weirdo hippie. And so I felt completely isolated and alone. And that's what a lot of us go through when we transition out of our ego mind and what we should be doing in life. And then we start to change and we're like, oh, we're open up to all these possibilities. And we begin to audit our life. Like people just begin to fall away. But it felt like a lot all at once. And so I was doing my yoga teacher training. Um, it was like 12 hours every Sunday. And it brings up so much like meditating for three hours on end, like all these ancestral wounds coming up, all these epiphanies, realizations. And then we're thrown back into the normal world where I'm going through this breakup and managing um, these freelancing jobs that don't fully align with me. And yeah, all of a sudden I got into a complete burnout state and I could not take it anymore. So my rational brain went out the window and I call it, you know, a lot of us call, you know, these periods of our life, the dark night of the soul, where we're confronted with our shadows, like our deepest, darkest shadows. And I tried to end my life. And it's something that I didn't want to do. Like my, my rational brain, like completely didn't have anything to play. 
it's like I was unconsciously living in my body and I didn't want to end my life. I wanted to live. I wanted to lead. I wanted to help people. I wanted to do all of that, but I didn't have the support. It was like, I wanted to end and cut the cord of my old life so I could fully step into the new life. So in, in a sense from me, like going down that path, I was able to be completely rebirthed and let go of all of those jobs, let go of that relationship, um, let go of the label that they instantly gave me and just was like, now I get to lead. Now I get to step into what I'm meant to be doing. So I, I have little like bridging jobs along the way. Have little bridging jobs along the way. And yoga was one of my like stepping stones because I was like, I want to be in front of people and I want to be able to like move and lead and speak my truth. So I taught yoga for four years and that was able to give me the confidence to speak in front of people and also a really beautiful way to give back to my body. And then from there, I just took the leap of faith and decided to step away from yoga and then coach. And I've been running retreats as well for the last five years. So it has been many, many courageous leaps of faith. And I've always had this deep knowing and trust that this is my purpose. This is what I'm meant to be doing in the world. And the more that I ask for outside validation and like external yeah, validation and support from others to give me a confirmation of, yes, Nikki, this is what you're, you're going to do. Then I'm actually prolonging my, um, my progression on this path. So I'm not sure if you know much about human design, but my human design, my authority is I'm a self-expressed authority, meaning I don't really have a signal that I check into or don't check in with other people. By me, like being my best self, I just feel and express and so I feel that that's really has helped me get to where I am today because I just feel into, I'm going to do an email subscribing list. I do it. I'm going to quit my job. I do it. I'm going to do yoga. I do it. And so I'm really grateful that my diminisher in life is I've got this because even though how scary it's been taking those leaps and like literally knitting my safety net on the way down, <laughs> it has led me to this moment. So I'm so grateful to be here and also to connect with beautiful like-minded people like you. That was so beautiful and so powerful. Your story is such a light and so powerful. And there's so much in there that I like want to dive down. And I'm trying to decide in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, which one of these amazing paths do I want to dive down in this conversation? <laughs> um, but Okay, for starters, I love how you were saying that we have this calling within us that like calls us even from like a young age. And I remember, I want to just tell a story to kind of tell our listeners how I first connected with you, which was, I remember you were using the term lightworker on your Instagram. And that was the first time I ever heard the term lightworker. And I remember messaging you one day and I was like, what is a lightworker? And you responded with, what's a lightworker? And then you were like, and the fact that you're asking probably means that you are one. And here's a book. And you referred me to Light is um, the New Black by Rebecca Campbell, which was so good, by the way. I like started reading it right away on the Metro, on my way to my nine to five job in like DC um, and reading it and kind of getting this idea, which like spurred this whole new world for me. So I've 
so much gratitude for you first introducing me to that whole realm and what that is and taking that mm. helping me take that leap myself um so for all of our listeners that's how i first really connected with nikki but um i really wanted to go down validation and that everything that you just said about validation, because I feel like so many people, and I hear this so many from so much from people who talk with me, even about in like my realm of like menstrual cycle awareness, being feeling guilty about how other people may feel based like on their actions, or even to the point of their self care, and um, having that guilt around prioritizing themselves and prioritizing mm. their self care and the validation that they receive from outside and from everybody around them. And I would love to hear more of your thoughts on this idea of validation and yeah. how yeah. our listeners can feel empowered in that. Mm, yeah. I remember there was a moment. So just if we to if we were to just like have a visual that every single person is our mirror and what we're actually experiencing internally, if we're feeling if if we're going to someone with an idea that we want to birth into the world but deep down we have uncertainty we have our own fears we have scarcity we have a limiting mindset but you know on top of that or like the, the core of it is excitement is pure bliss is like something that we really want to do because the fears and uncertainty and stuff it, it's not something that we need to run away from these these things are actually giving us an indication that okay, this has come up and if we move through it, then it's probably something that we need to do. Sometimes people are like, oh my God, this is too much fear and uncertainty. It's a no, I need to walk away. Like we need to like lean in and run towards our fears at times. So if we were to go to people and say, hey, I have this mum, dad, I've got this idea. I want to do X, Y, and Z. But deep down, you're feeling a bit anxious and scared and uncertain in yourself. They're going to mirror back the exact same. So to give you a little bit of context as well is when I went to my parents and I had just quit my job. Like I, I didn't tell anyone I quit my, my PR job and I, in the same day I booked in for my health coaching studies and my yoga. So I spent about like $8,000, like all in one day. And I went to my parents and I was like, I, I quit my job and I'm going to do yoga and all this stuff. And there was excitement, but deep down I was shitting myself because I'm like, how am I going to get money? I didn't really think this through. Oh my gosh. And they reflected back all of that scarcity and like limiting mindset back to me. And what they're also reflecting back is their own limitations and mindset. So if they don't think so the people that you're constantly getting validation from, where are they in their own self-belief? If someone has a strong belief system, like many coaches and stuff, it's so fine and good to ask for validation or like, am I on the right path? Because if they have a strong centered belief system, then they're not going to project their own beliefs and their own um, yeah, stories and, and past patterns onto you. They're going to see it from a different perspective. Whereas us, like our family and our friends, they want us to keep us safe. They want to wrap us up in bubble wrap and be like, no, don't do the scary thing. Like just stay safe. And they also think like, so for example, my mum, when I'm like, I want to be a public speaker and I want to be a coach and I want to be on stage. My mum is petrified of speaking in public. Um, so for her, she was like, oh no, don't do that. That's like, you're not going to get paid and all of these li limitations, but really it's a deep, like 
wound within her that she feels that she couldn't do it herself. So we have to be so um, like discerning of the people that we choose to share our, our ideas with. And we have to have a deep belief in our self, in ourselves first that we are willing and deserving of having everything that we desire. And if you trust like someone in your, in your world, in your space, or if you have a, if you have a coach, then yes, like allow those beautiful ideas to flow because we need to voice them because the moment that we voice them, then we're give, like sending a signal to the universe that like I am ready to receive and then we completely surrender. So just remember you are a mirror. People are going to share limiting beliefs, their own limiting beliefs back to you and your own limiting beliefs of what you're sharing in that moment. So I hope that all made sense. It was a lot. <laughs> no, that was so perfect. That was so powerful. And it was, it was bringing up first like ties to what you were saying before with, um, with being able to just let go and be able to follow your intuition and make those big leaps as they feel right to your inner knowing and feeling confident in that, especially because a lot of times, like you're saying, when we try to do that, we do go to people around us and we're like, okay, what do you think? Or we go to people afterwards and they mimic back those fears that we may feel inside. So I feel like that ties right back around to then using our intuition and being able to trust that and trust that through like, all unapologetically like we were saying at the beginning um which i think is so powerful and validation was something i when i first started working with a health coach um at the beginning of like all of my journey through this validation was a big thing that we worked on and it's something that's so powerful to overcome to overcome mm -hmm. that needing validation from another person i remember when i first started it was to the point that i like couldn't post something on instagram like like couldn't post a filter of an image without like brainstorming it with my partner and being like okay here are like seven which one do you like what do you think what do you think and now <laughs> it was so bad now that I think about it um but it's so powerful to be able to overcome that and now I go to my partner with things and he's like you're seeking validation from me I'm not going to answer that <laughs> and I'm like oh good. yes good okay I'm, I'm glad you put me in my place there um yeah so it's, it's really powerful to feel that trans like to feel that empowerment that comes from not needing mm -hmm. that validation yeah. from someone else, um, which is so amazing and so needed as a leader. Yeah, like intuition is like a muscle that we need to continually flex. It's not something like, oh, we've done one course on like, you know, strengthening your intuition and leading with your intuition. It's like, it's a daily commitment to choose. Um, so like, for example, I get my clients to do like intuitive quests and it's really fun. So I get them to, to schedule out a whole day. If they can't do a whole day, half a day and they turn their phone off. So, so um, there's no like distractions and they're not like, there's no plans and every single thing that they like get to do they ask the intuition first so for example they roll out of bed and they go intuition guide me just simple like that and it might come up with like a download like go outside go to the kitchen go do this go to like have a shower if it doesn't come up with anything like you you just choose and then um you start like the quest so intuition do i wear shoes do i not wear shoes in australia a lot of us don't wear shoes so it's like no we're not wearing shoes intuition am i walking am i driving 
I'm going to go for a drive. Intuition, should I turn left and go south or should I turn right and go north? I'm going to go, you know, south. Okay. Intuition, and then like you're driving past the beaches, like, okay, pull over to this beach. Intuition, what should I do? Pick up three rocks. Like allowing the downloads to come through and just like trusting intuition what should I eat intuition what should I wear it's like constantly asking it and sometimes it will give you the most weirdest wildest outfits but it's like all perfect so there's a story as well when I was teaching yoga um, I was teaching it from my home studio so I had this really beautiful home studio it was at the front of the house so I would usually go in through the front door and I had a key and the key was in the front door and I was turning the key and intuition like literally came this massive download and said drop everything and go through the doggy door I was like what the hell like I don't make this thing I had the key in the door with all of my yoga mats like strapped to me and I'm like okay and just before that I was like super stressed super like overwhelmed and I was not in the mood of teaching yoga so I was like you know what I'm going to listen to my intuition because it knows that I'm completely out of alignment and so I dropped everything, left the key in the door, went around the back and I went through the doggy door and my butt kind of got stuck through the doggy door. And I just started pissing myself laughing because in my head, I'm like, no one is watching me, but this is so weird. Like, why am I going through the doggy door? And it just made me burst out into this laughter. And then I opened the door and a few students that were already waiting at the front door and they were like, where, where were you? And I was like, oh, sorry, I just had to go through the doggy door. And then it just completely like was a pattern interrupt for me. Like my intuition gave me this pattern interrupt and I taught like the best class. Like it was a class that was like full of giggles and it was just so fun. And so they're the moments that we need to just trust our intuition because it won't always make sense, but it's for our highest good. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that story, by the way. That I feel like that was like the perfect story to demonstrate this idea of following your intuition. It was like so perfect. Um, and that's like so important when it comes to business, especially like in this realm of like consciousness of light working, of um, everything. I'm like blanking on other terms right now, but this whole realm of business, it's so important to be able to tap into that intuition and to be able to freely follow it and take mm. those like leaps that don't feel rational but then all of a sudden make total sense when you like look at them down the road um and I've had so many of those happen in my business where it was just like I actually had that happen recently because I was focusing on menstrual coaching and then all of a sudden I like couldn't sleep I like, it was like one o'clock at night. I like couldn't fall asleep. I came into like our family room. I started meditating. And then all of a sudden it was like a whole intro to meditation course just poured out of my head onto paper. And mm. it felt so amazing. And the next day I started filming it and completely unplanned. I was not planning at all to make like an online course at this time. And it just like, I was like, okay, you know what? Like, why not? Let's do it and put it all out. And all it ended up being like, one of the, I think one of the most beautiful things I've created after like recording it, getting it all together. And it's something I would not have been able to do if my rational brain was like, you need to do things this way instead of mm. just go with this like intuitive hit and just do it and see what happens. And I feel like that's so powerful when it comes to leadership in any business. And, mm -hmm. and as a business coach, like how does that play into like everything that you do too as like from a business standpoint 
Yeah, I think it's so important, especially like women in business, that we don't lose ourselves with this need of always being in a masculine. Like we can only like thrive and survive if we are in our masculine, if we're, you know, in that analytical state and the doing, the doing, the doing, the doing. Because sometimes like, like Gabrielle Bernstein has this quote, it's like, I slow down, so I speed up. And by slowing down and like dropping into our feminine essence and like really nurturing. So like I want to incorporate more of a ritual in my morning routine because I know that when I'm in ritual and I'm in like a creative flow, then I get to do work in that same state and it just feels easy and effortless. And I've realized that we all have like our own patterns of how we work. Sometimes people sit down and they're like, I can smash out work for hours. And that's awesome. But some people like me, and there's a lot of females who are like this as well. I work in like 30 minute intervals or like hour intervals, depending on if I'm on a one hour coaching call. But like, if I'm working on a project, I'll work for like 30 minutes and then I'll like stretch and have a dance and have like a little sing and like, you know, and like just get the creative juices flowing and then I get back down into it. Um, I'm not a person that can like work for hours on end because that is just out of alignment to like my innate being. Um, I feel like everyone is structured differently. So if we're trying to get like a blueprint of how we should do business, then we have to go back and listen to like what we need coming back to that intuition again, it always comes back to that intuition, but yeah, like pockets of structure and pockets of freedom and play and joy and ritual, like that, that balance just feels really good for me. Yes. I completely resonate. That feels like so amazing to me too. Now that I have like a morning routine down where it just like feels really juicy and it, I like don't have to worry about staring at my phone first thing in the morning and I can actually hold that space for myself. I feel like I like, I'm so much more inspired. I get so much more done. It's really amazing what holding space can do in your life mm -hmm. and holding space to like play. And like you said, have it be easy and work with the structure that feels right for you. And I think that that's something that like traditional business standards are always like, this is the structure like here you go like a very masculine mm. structure and breaking out of that for people who are having trouble breaking out of that mindset that they need to be working nine to five in order to be successful at their business they need to be consistent and they need to be working at the same productivity every day and it's very masculine energy what would be your advice to help break that cycle and to like be okay with welcoming that like divine feminine mm. energy into their business as well as into their life yeah like I think that we get to have both there is definitely a need for our masculine. Like I couldn't, you know, run a business if I didn't have my masculine, like logging in and setting in times and like, you know, getting things done. Like it's all perfect. Um, however, it's like playing with the polarity of the both together and finding a really beautiful, loose kind of structure for your week. So like Monday to Friday, like when are you going to schedule things in and when are you going to schedule in time for you to be in your own energy, your space and your creation hub. And like, it's really important for us to also find time in creating, whether it's just like, I really love to sing. And like one thing, even just being on this call right now, I live by this beautiful lake. And while we were just talking, I had this 
instant download that I was like, I need to go after this call and just go and sing in the lake and just sing. And so inviting time for those invitations to arrive and just act on them. So it's really good to have like some structure. So if you're a coach or if you're, you know, um, you, you're someone that takes calls and stuff is like have boundaries. Okay. I take calls from this time to this time in the morning and this time to this time in the afternoon in the middle, I do work for myself. And then there's these pockets that I can explore. I think having that like loose structure and just like FYI, I am terrible at structure. Like I am terrible at like, cause I am so I'm a triple Aquarian. I am like, so in my feminine majority of the time that like, I would be a disservice or like dishonest if I said that I have this all planned out. I don't. I've got a whiteboard just over there <laughs> and I have like all of my things and I cross them off. But majority of the time I allow space, just spaciousness for me to indulge in what feels good. So I can't wait to go sing down by the lake after this. <laughs> that sounds so amazing. Now, like, I wish I lived by a lake so I could go sing, sing by the lake. That sounds like such a beautiful way to spend your morning right now. Um, yeah. And it like invites this like playful energy, like into everything. I love watching your stories, like reading your Instagram posts, because it's such a beautiful combination of this like deep, beautiful wisdom. And then this like, super playful star child and I'm like this is like such a beautiful like marriage of these two energies and it's so much fun to watch and it's almost like watching your story gives me permission to play more and be like oh yeah life can be fun like we don't need to like look at it from this super it needs to be hard it needs to be rough like we can go hula hoop outside and have a blast on our break instead of mm -hmm. sitting there pining over what we're going to do next in our workspace well, uh, 100%. Like, nice. and just on that as well, like I was sharing that on a post the other day about how people have given me the, the label of like, oh, you are such little girl energy. I and remember like, that. I really liked that post, by the way. Yeah. And like, I'm like, I don't really see that as like, um, like I see that as more of a compliment than it is of, you know, anything else. But at the same time, we can still be in our joy and play and like, you know, invite our inner child to really blossom and bloom and still be incredibly powerful and in like an embodied leader and a badass like boss babe. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And, and I feel like you need that balance in order yeah. to be that. Like in order to be a boss babe, you need that playful energy and that structure. You need that balance of both. Yeah, exactly. So I just think that like we get to feel into, cause like I still feel like I get even in my playfulness and all that stuff, like I am a queen, <laughs> like oh, I am yeah. a queen because I am discerning like to my, to my message and like I have unshakable boundaries and I'm really um, transparent and authentic to myself but I can still be playful and like, you know, and not, not be deemed as like the princess, the damsel in distress kind of thing. Yes. Like you can still be a queen and have all the fun yes. and not be like, stop taking yourself and this life so seriously. I love that. I feel like that's going to resonate with so many people who listen to this. We're going to hear that and be like, there's another way to live. <laughs> yeah. There's another way we can live in our bodies. And I think that's also really interesting, like those comments. And um, I'm like an optimist 
and an optimist by choice, and I always have been. So I, when I used to uh, like be a dancer, people would always say, oh, you're so innocent. And I hated that term. I was mm. like, because it was always in this very condescending term, like, uh, like a saying, like, you're like a little child. And because I was optimistic, because I didn't choose to look at things from the negative doom or gloom perspective and I think it also comes down to is viewing that once you're an adult like you have a choice like you have a choice Mm. in everything and once you like it's that term like of innocence or like being a little child or like being a little girl it's so off the mark because like children are playful they're happy because that's what they're learning. That's what they are. But as you get older, as you start going through like the perils of life, when you've been through things and you still choose to be playful and be energetic and be optimistic and be in that feminine energy, then it becomes this choice and it becomes this empowered choice. It's like, I've seen the other side and I'm choosing to play. And then it's, Mm -hmm. it's like a queen. It like completely transcends that idea of a child in any way because it's a conscious choice of I'm going to live my life like this because these are my values and this is what I stand for. And like you said, these are my um, boundaries and this is how I've structured it. And it comes from a place of like high intelligence instead of Mm. a place of not knowing any better, which I think that is so powerful and something that's not always recognized right away. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You nailed it. Yeah, I loved that post that you did, by the way. It super resonated, like, with mm. me and, like, with p- things people have told me, too. Um, so as soon as I read it, I was like, I was like, I see that. I'm so sorry people said that because it's so not true. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, the oh. amount of people that commented or, like, reached out to me resonating, I feel like it's something that, like, was needed to speak into because there's this, like, yeah, um, maybe an expectation that, that we're put because there is such a rise of the feminine um, at this moment. Um, but how it is looked to, you know, be a leader, like a feminine leader at this time is so different for everyone. And we all have these different codes embedded in us. And myself, and I can see within you, is like we have this really like positive code. Like we're, we're optimistic. Like that's our code. We're like, we see things from the glass half full and that is our genius. And one of my codes that I've been embedded within me is like, I have joy encoded in me that like wherever I do or wherever I go or whatever product that I launch or whatever service that I offer, there is that joy code embodied. But some people might have different codes, sensual codes or, you know, analytical codes. They're all beautiful and one's not, not right or wrong. It's just that we get to express however we, what feels true to us. So I love that that post resonated with yourself and so many women because it's time for us to walk to the beat of our own drum. Yes, I love that. And I feel like that also kind of goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning with validation and that idea that people are also coming from their own background, their own stories, their own like mental programming, like the beliefs that they've been set up with too. And and looking at comments like that um, from the perspective of how has this person been taught to live and like what have they handled in their life and viewing it from that flip of 
like what codes do they have and mm -hmm. being able to just like spread awareness that we do all have these different codes all these different gifts and that they're all so valid and they're all so empowering and that stepping into them can be so powerful in itself and accepting everybody's around you too even those that feel different or seem different knowing that those codes are also gifts i think it can be like really powerful taking that step outside and doing that too yeah exactly yeah oh i love that okay so for everyone who's listening who's like okay this sounds so amazing i'm super like inspired right now how do i do any of this <laughs> like how do i start embracing this how do i step into my feminine leadership and feel empowered and amazing doing it and let go of that validation and really come into my own codes and like own them unapologetically what would your advice be like why mm. knowing all of this also knowing like all those gifts within me are my superpowers they are like what makes me so unique and they're what's going they're what my genius is mm. now what do i do <laughs> now what do i do with them <laughs> yeah so i deeply believe that leadership is in demonstration so if people are stepping into the that leadership role of them embracing all that they are um, that we need to demonstrate and really strengthen our own self-belief. So when we, when we think of like self-belief, like this is, this is what I wanted to say is like, where do we start? That was your question. Like, where do we start? Start with self-belief because if you don't have self-belief and like a deep rooted foundation of yourself, then anything that you try to do, it's been built on shaken and like, you know, unstable territory. Self-belief is also another muscle that we need to flex continually. It's these things that we do every single day. If you have, um, or if you've heard of non-negotiable practices that strengthen your self-belief. So if you think of like, okay, I want to be um, like, who is the woman or the man, if any men are listening, who is who is the person, the leader that I'm wanting to step into? What is, she, what is she doing? What does she look like? How is she feeling? Now, what would her daily practices be? So she is embodying that leadership. So all it is, is about crowning in some like positive, really effective and really small little things. Because if we try to do everything at once and we try to just like audit our whole life and we're like, I'm just going to start again. It's a new me. We're going to be overwhelmed, burnout, um, you know, people can go through like breakdowns and things like that because we go through like an identity crisis. So what I tell to people is like, like implement a new um, habitual, like a habit every single week. So with my clients example, some of them are every morning for them to step into their like embodied leader of like who they want to become. What she does is she meditates like for 15 minutes every day. And after a week, she'll implement, she's going to um, do some stretching and like soulful, like dancing, right? Um, she's going to be more mindful with the language that she uses. She might pop um, different affirmations around the house and recite them every time that she cooks or every time that she brushes her teeth. So what it is, is about implementing these practices into your life and actually becoming the embodied version of that leader instead of like a superficial version of like, oh yeah, I know all this stuff, but I actually don't do it for myself. It's like you have to do it for yourself so then you can be that leader and lead by demonstrating. So yeah. Yes. Oh, that's so powerful. I love that. And that like brought me back to, I'm going through yoga teacher training right now. So that's been like super exciting. And one of the things that has been really powerful is they're like, 
what matters most throughout this education is what you get out of it in your experiences because that's where you're going to leave from like that it really is like when we bring in our own experiences to our business it makes it even more authentic it makes it even more powerful and empowered because it's coming from a place of like true like a place that's really true and a place that we've been through um i've totally had that a uh, completely change of lifestyle. Um, when I used to be a dancer, I completely got injured and had to stop dancing. And I had a huge identity crisis where I was like, oh my gosh, like everything I knew about myself was attached to dance. And now I have no idea like who I am. <laughs> I was yeah. like, this huge, like now what do I do? Like it felt so wide open and so overwhelming. So it, I love that you were saying like implement those things slowly, make those baby yeah. steps because that, that makes it so it's manageable and feels empowering at the same time. You feel successful when you implement them. And then mm -hmm. it, you build this practice that that you become your the embodied leader that you want. Exactly. And like the more that you crown effective things in, like positive things in, then anything that does not serve you begins to fall away really effortlessly. So the more that you meditate in the morning and you do the affirmations or you might pop oils on or make like a healthy smoothie, then things like scrolling on your phone first thing in the morning or, you know, rolling out of bed and like watching the news or, you know, um, making like, like a yummy, juicy, fatty breakfast, like because you've been implementing these small little things over time. You're like, oh, you know what? Like, I actually notice how good I feel when I do this stuff and how I feel so different when I do this other stuff. And so the other stuff is all well and good, but we have to become aware of, you know, is it actually really serving a purpose? And is it is it a short-term pleasure and long-term pain? Or do you know what I mean? Because of the, yeah. the effective things, like I'm, I'm sitting here having my vitamin C every morning. That's good for my health. I'm getting in like a large dosage of water as well. And I notice a difference and that's, that's a good thing. Um, but like the, the short term, the short term pain and long term pleasure might be things like you wake up in the morning and you don't necessarily feel like doing a meditation, you know, it will make you feel really good, but you do that and you have that short term pain and over time you have this long-term pleasure because your mind is like recalibrating and you feel really good so just looking at your life and being like okay am I just constantly going to that chocolate bar or that thing to have to get like a quick fix what can I do instead that's actually going to give me pleasure over time rather than a short amount yes I love that and I feel like those things also they they not only give you pleasure over time but by doing them, they start, you like start to love them. Like they start feeling really good. And I loved the example of meditation. And as a meditation teacher, I, like so many people come to me and they're just like, I just can't get myself to meditate. And it's so true because sometimes it can be really hard starting that practice, but it, it becomes something that you then enjoy. It's like long-term beneficial. It's a long-term pleasure. And the more you do it, the more that's like short-term pain disappears. And then it's just like, pleasure, pleasure, <laughs> like short-term pleasure, long-term pleasure. So I think that that's really beautiful too, as you build, as we build these practices, how stepping into that leadership role starts and um, that embodiment starts feeling so natural, even mm. though at the beginning, it, you, there was so much resistance around it. Exactly. Yeah. I love mm. that. Okay. 
Do you have any last words for our listeners? Anything that you want to leave them with today um, as we finish up, as we wrap up this amazing mm. podcast episode? Yeah, well, I, I basically like, you know, in this time, there is so much uncertainty and I had this download not long ago, like when I was in meditation and intuition spoke and it said, find comfort in knowing that you do not know. And how can we literally surrender to the uncertainty that's going on in the world and find comfort in knowing that none of us know, but what we can control is what is in within, within us. If you're always externally trying to gain um, happiness from something outside of yourself, if you've had attachments to being outside and socialising and all of these external things, what a beautiful reminder to come back within yourself and knowing that this is the only vessel that you get to control of how you feel, how you be. So being in alignment with your body, with your mind, with the relationships that are around you, with your daily practices and habits and letting that inspire and empower you. And that is also leading by example, being the demonstration of a leader and doing it your own way. You know, there's only, there's only one um, Oprah Winfrey. There's only one <laughs> Nicola Ayres. There's only one of every single one of us. So if we mimic another person and how they lead, then we're doing a dis, like we're, we're not doing justice to our, ourselves because every single one of us have our own light, our own unique um, gifts that we get to serve in the world. And sometimes that comparisonitis comes up because we're like, oh, she's doing it that way. I might do the same or I'm not good enough. And all these things come up. Come back to yourself and what feels true to you and like embody all those beautiful things, those practices, like be your, your biggest um, best friend, your biggest client. If you're a coach, like I'm always like, I'm my biggest client. And then when you feel filled up, then step in and lead because the world needs more light workers. There is, you know, there's so many shadows of, of darkness in this world that we need to just anchor the light in. And that's what we get to do. So I'm really excited to be able to have this voice and share on your podcast with all your listeners. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. That was such an empowering like last moment to this podcast. And I'm so excited for people to take that with them into their lives and for everyone who's listening to really embrace that embodiment and take with you everything that we just talked about and make it work for you and in your life to make you feel empowered, make you feel authentic and unapologetic. Um, and so Nikki, what is the best way that people can find you uh, if they want to get in contact with you um, and or is there anything that you are offering right now that you would like to tell all of our listeners about both of those? <laughs> Amazing. So yeah, you can just search my name um, on Google nicolaairs.com.au and you'll see my website with all of my epic offerings. But the best way to connect with me is just through Instagram. So it's at Nicola. Dot airs, and I share all of the things. I share all of myself. Um, we have a lot of fun. I also do have a six-week program coming up in a few weeks. Um, so 
I have discounted it at the moment with everything going on. So it was $1,500 and it's only $222. So it's a, it's a bargain. Um, but yeah, there's lots of little things that will be popping and releasing soon as well. So yeah, follow me on, on my Instagram and um, check me out on my website. Awesome. I'll put all of those in the show notes so you can find them. Also, I've been doing your like yoga classes on your YouTube and they've been amazing. I like love waking up and doing them. They're so soothing and your voice is so soothing and the music is so soothing and the flow is so juicy and amazing. Um, I've been uh, loving your YouTube channel also, by the way. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I get to share more on my YouTube channel, but like I do have some yoga classes and meditations and some like Q and A and talk to the camera videos. So it's, it's pretty fun. Um, so yeah, thank you for reminding me of that platform. Oh yeah, definitely. I'll put that in the show notes too. And it was just on my mind because I did your yoga class this morning. So I was like, <laughs> Amazing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention this while I'm here because I'm loving them. So probably anyone who's listening will hopefully also love them. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for being here, Nicola. Thank you so much for shining your light and for sharing all this amazing wisdom and joy with our listeners. Thank you so much. That was so You are so welcome. You are so, so welcome. And thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome too. Um, And to all of our listeners, thank you so much for holding the space for yourself, for listening to this podcast, for getting all of this amazing wisdom and for now taking it into your life and feeling empowered and taking it with however it feels right for you. That in itself is such a beautiful empowering step and I highly encourage you to do that to take what you hear and really transfer it into you and how that works for you thank you everybody and I can't wait to talk to you guys next time thank you for listening to the empowering the light podcast if you love this episode please share it so that we can spread this light and empowerment to more people I also want to invite you to join my free Divine Feminine community. Within this community, you will receive exclusive content and updates via email, be invited to my free virtual moon circles every month, which are so much fun, by the way, and you'll have access to our private Facebook group that is always being updated with more content and conversation. You can find the link to join on my website, liliageston.com, spelled L-I-L-I-A, G-E-S-T-S-O-N.com. I can't wait for you to listen to more episodes and would love to know what you want to hear next. Feel free to DM me on Instagram at Lilia underscore Guestin or email me at lgustin at gmail.com so that we can bring you the content that inspires your true autonomy.